time now for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. We head to Ohio when you think of great cities like Cleveland and Cincinnati. Also Akron, home of LeBron James. Canton, the home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Even Toledo has baseball's mud hens. But what about the capital city? Columbus, Ohio. The Columbus Blue Jackets are doing very well in the NHL playoffs. The Ohio State Buckeyes certainly own that town. And of course, you can't forget Spoonful Records. But there's something else going on. It's called The Amazing Race 4. And here to talk about it, Bree Reynolds and Evan Bingham. How are you doing? We're great. How are you, Jeff? Thanks for having us on, Jeff. It's always good to talk to both of you. I just saw Bree recently at the Ohio show. She did very, very well in the women's event, finishing in the finals. That's correct. The reason we're talking about the Amazing Race 4 is registration is this Saturday. It's $40, 72 players max. And it's a format I've never seen before. Target match play. Maybe, Evan, you can explain what that is. Well, target match play is similar to Pinburg in that you have four player groups, uh, but instead of a set number of rounds, you play until you hit a point value. So in this case for our tournament, when somebody reaches 18 points, they're considered qualified, and they no longer have to participate in the tournament. So if you're a really good player, you could do this in six games, six times three, 18 points, boom, you're on to the finals. That's true, and that would be extremely impressive. I would like to see that happen. You've got some good players in Ohio, though. It could be done. Both of you are good players. You've got Trent Augenstein, Andy Lee, John Del Zappo. It's tough, but it could be done. But the goal is to get to 18 as quickly as possible so you can make the final 24. And that's where the race kind of kicks in. If you've ever been in a survivor game where multiple people have played one game, you just don't want to be the last person with the lowest score. That's kind of the gist of it, isn't it? Oh, that's pretty much correct. Uh, They're all going to be one-player games. This is um, one of the things that I like about this format and why I think it's unique is it kind of flip-flops the entire style of how pinball tournaments are. You have your four-player groups for qualifying uh, where you're all playing multiplayer games. And then the finals format is all single-player games. And as you know, people play differently when they're playing both. uh, They're playing either single-player or multiplayer games. So it's interesting to see what decisions they make, how they go about with their strategies on each game. But the format itself was, uh, I don't know if it was invented by Trent, but Trent is who uh, first told me about this this, uh, format. And we had tried it in the past a few times. We just kind of did all Amazing Race small qualifying and uh, we had to do it by pen and paper and that wasn't very fun at all but now we have a good uh, google doc that we use to keep track of all the players and where they're at in the the race and it's extremely simple to do a player goes up and plays their ball on game one so let's say game one is guardians of the galaxy they put up 50 million points that's currently the lowest score on the game next player comes up let's say they put up 55 million they just passed 50 they move on to the next game. Whoever had put up 50 stays there. Let's say another uh, player three comes up. They go up to the game, and they only put up 10 million. They are now stuck on that machine, and they have to wait for somebody to score lower than them before they could be moved on to the queue to the next machine. Uh, this goes on for players. Uh, we bring in players ranked in qualifying 9 through 24 to play their rounds first. Players 1 through 8 have what's kind of a, considered a first-round buy, where they do not have to play the first eight games. They're brought in on game number 9. Game number 9 will have ranks 1 through 8, plus whoever's advanced from the first group. 
That's a good incentive, and Bree, you've played in this before. I wonder if you'll feel more comfortable going first or last with 16 different people playing the same game, because if you go first, you have to sweat it out, and hopefully someone will come under your score. But if you're last, you know what the lowest score is, but there's that pressure, especially if you get a couple of house balls. I wonder if it's better to be first or last in something like that. Yeah, I think in my personal opinion, I would rather go first than last. (laughs) I think so too. I mean, you'd have to obviously be a little bit nervous there as you watch everyone go and maybe hopefully somebody gets a house ball or, but then again, I was just at a tournament where so many people were playing Twilight Zone and some of the scores were under 20 million. So you could always just go three super skill shots and win. (laughs) So that'd be scary too. But Bree, you're going to be running the women's event that takes place on the 28th. It's just a straight race. Correct. So every woman who comes will be in the race no matter what. I mentioned earlier some of the great Ohio players. Here's a few more. These are some outstanding women. And if you look at the IFPA women's standing, a lot come from Ohio. Amy Kesting, Megan Brown, Deborah Tallman. I know Kim Martinez is a great player and so are you, Brie. That's going to be a tough race for the women's side. Yeah, all the women that who, come, who came out last year were very good players. It was a very fun race. It was really cool to play with some of these players I've never gotten to play with before because they are much better than I am. Don't cut yourself short, Bree. I know you're a great player. I know last year you had 60 players. You're going up to 72. But what kind of things have you learned from previous years and maybe some do's and don'ts? I am learning how to listen. So it's very important to take criticism and uh, do what you can with it to make things better with the resources that you're given. So specifically, things like putting rubber feet on the bottom of of, uh, pinball machines is something we're going to do this year. We're going to have better tilt adjustments. Now, are you going to be making this super ridiculous, kind of like a Josh Sharp tournament? Like, oh, I don't know, maybe Pin Masters where the games just aren't fun and impossible to play? That's right. I know Josh is listening. No, no. It is not going to be one of those tournaments. It's going to be more similar to something like uh, the Chicago Expo where you are the games are set up not necessarily factory but we want to be able to showcase especially in the finals we want to be able to showcase abilities on how people play like a single player game of pinball and i think the best way to do that is to not make the games impossible plus a good philosophy for running tournaments in general uh, i believe is to is if it's something with limited playing if it's not an unlimited format then you want to give people a chance to play ridiculously tight tilts and slings are i think more suitable for tournaments where you you just have a long time to qualify and a lot of experience on the same machine over and over again for a weekend we're gonna we're thinking of using that uh, earplug mod well it is better because you don't have to wait as long for people to sit and time things out after someone did a rage tilt or a double danger the tilt bob settles much quicker that's what i've heard So how long does it take to run a tournament like this? I know the main tournament is spread out over two days, but the tilts aren't super tight. I'm just curious how long it takes to run this. Well, we we actually had a schedule written out last year. I'll have a schedule written out again this year, and we were ahead of it the whole time. It doesn't take long, mainly because in the finals, uh, you're pushing people along. Like if they pass a score, that's it. They don't get to play anymore. They go on to the next queue. That is a good point. I guess if the great players are blowing the games up, they won't be around for ball two or ball three if they've already passed a score. I never thought of it that way. I was thinking mistakenly that if 16 players are playing a full game and they're all great players, it's probably going to take three hours for that to be done, but not if they've surpassed the score. Okay, I get it. Bree, what have people told you about playing in these events before? We had really good feedback last year. A lot of people thought that the format was very unique and couldn't wait for this year. 
I'm excited to see how the target match play works out and uh, how long we'll be there. Bree, out of all the different formats of tournaments that you've played in, is this one of your favorites? That's a really great question. I think it is just because uh, you do get to see the different styles of how people play versus um, multiplayer games versus single player games. I just think it's really cool for like strategic purposes. I'm a rules person, so I know all of the rules to games. And so it's nice to see like how I can use those rules when I go up to a game and I know what score I need to beat. And another thing, too, with match play, it's not like you're trying to get a grand champion score. You're just trying to get a nice base and pass the people you're playing against. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's a really cool format. I like doing it a lot. For those that have never been to Columbus, Ohio, what are some of the other things that you might be able to see there? Oh, goodness. Well, pinball-wise or other things? Just everything. If you're showcasing Columbus, Ohio, you're coming there because you have... The Columbus Zoo. Buckeye Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) You see where our priorities are. Mine is with food. (laughs) Mine is with cute furry animals. Oh, yeah, we also have Tim Hortons here. So if you're not uh, in an area that happens to have Tim Hortons, I'm sure you are, uh, but uh, many people aren't. There are plenty of Tim Hortons in this area. Actually, in Canada, it's against the law if there isn't a Tim Hortons on every block. Right. (laughs) So a question that a lot of people ask when they go to tournaments, what kind of cool prizes and trophies do you have? I just saw what Mrs. Pin did for Pinfest in Allentown. My goodness, you probably have some cool things too. For us, we have a really cool um, thing in mind. So Tilt Cycle, Dan Burfield from Tilt Cycle is making the trophies for the women's tournament. Uh, There will be a first place trophy and a second place trophy. Uh, And we kind of know some details. And all I can tell you is that it's going to be really awesome. If Dan from Tilt Cycle is doing it, they're going to be great. He is an amazing artist. So the big event, the Amazing Race 4, June 28th, 29th, and 30th. The women's event takes place on the 28th, the main event on the 29th and the 30th. I know if you can't be there, people enjoy watching pinball. Will this be the case for The Amazing Race? Both of these events will be streamed on twitch.tv slash level1bar. The Amazing Race for June 28th to 30th. Tickets go on sale this Saturday at noon. $40 a person, 72 players max. We have a link on our Facebook page. Was there a reason why you picked this date? There's a few reasons. One of the main reasons is getting Trent on board and working around his schedule is could be a full-time job in itself. And another reason is I wanted to get the Pittsburgh players out here and they need some space in between Pinburg. Uh, like they need some time before Pinburg to be able to come to a tournament because once, once it gets to be uh, early July, you know, the entire city is getting ready for that big event. Good point. That is an easy trek from Pittsburgh to get to Columbus. Yeah, we're expecting people from... Uh, the Rosa said they might come. Uh, Alex Harmon said he might show up. So some Michigan players, some Indiana players, Kentucky players, Midwest. Bree, Evan, I wish you all the success June 28th to 30th in Columbus, Ohio at Level 1. Thanks very much for spreading the word. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. Please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teal.